It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. the time it's wake up Wyoming okay just so you know uh, humanity is doomed no I got this story coming up and then not far from now enjoy life while you can I'll dig into that story in just a minute meantime trigger warning warning your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. So, first story I have, and I've talked to you about this before, but I'm glad to see a headline here. The new boss at CNN, which used to be a news network way back when, they started news television networks. Currently, there's not a single actual news network out there. Not even Fox. None of them actually do news anymore. It's all talk, television, and opinion. So, okay. The new boss at CNN, quote, so much of what passes for news is name-calling, half-truths, and desperation. See, I've been, I'm glad he said that because I've been saying that for years. A lot of times people ask me how I put together a morning show. And what I'll tell them is I have a ridiculous amount of websites saved here for news from all over. And I don't care what point of view they're from. I just pour through them every single morning. And most of what I do is just throw out all sorts of garbage that's just hype, a lot of it. A lot of it has nothing to do with anything that's really happening. Like the CNN boss says here, it's name-calling. It's drama, useless drama that doesn't actually affect your life in any way. And this is what they try to pass for news, which is why when I meet people who say, I don't really watch the news. No, I don't blame you. You probably would watch it if there was actual news out there, but there isn't. Most of it's just garbage. Chris Litt, former executive producer, Stephen Colbert's Late Show, and a man who created MSNBC's Morning Joe has been red-pilled, says this author. Yeah, take the blue pill or the red pill. He uh, inherited a mess when he was named chairman and CEO of CNN earlier this year. The news channel was bleeding cash and about to launch a wildly expensive and doomed-to-fail streaming channel. You know the history. Chris Wallace left his gig at Fox News to start the channel that never was. So one of this guy's first move was to, well, characterize, well, I'm sorry, cauterize the wounded. And he's been forced to make some painful changes to the network. His strategies for reviving CNN, pretty simple. Slash expensive and move to the channel to the political center in order to appeal to a wider audience. 
In its earlier incarnation, it was competing with MSNBC for the left audience. His idea, pretty simple. There must be a few Americans left who just want news, not chatbots. Yes, exactly. Americans love to get just actual news of what's going on in the world. And by, here's what's not news. Not news is your local, whatever channel you watch, they say, this just happened somewhere. And they tell you what happened. They usually don't have a reporter there that is tell you that something happened. Now we're going to bring on our panel of experts to discuss it. All right, that's a very cheap way to do a program, and it's not news. Because the panel of experts, their job is to say the most outrageous things they can possibly say to keep people watching, to create drama, to create controversy. And that drama and controversy is not news. It's useless to you. The story says it's no secret why CNN insiders would be complaining about the moves. Being on a sinking ship might suck. But if the leak is slow enough and you, well, your, your suite is company enough, you might just actually enjoy and not care if other people are being thrown overboard. Lich, however, the new guy here, discovered that many of his harshest critics were not victims of his purges. It's the journalists, put that in quotes, who've been covering up his attempt to save the network. And most of his criticism has been linked to the attempt to move the network back to what he calls the political center. Now, remember, this guy is no righty. He, has, he isn't hiring Sean Hannity or Hugh Hewitt. All right. But I wonder, though, will he actually get back to doing what CNN originally did, which was news. And a lot of you might remember CNN headline news. I enjoyed watching CNN headline. It was basically the top 40 of news. If you wanted to watch CNN headline all day, it'd burn you out. It wasn't meant for all day. It was meant for when you want just to get caught up on what's happening in the world, you can tune into CNN headline and they would just show you. They would take you around the world. What was it? They had a slogan around the world in 30 minutes or something like that. But they would just take you around the world and just let you know, here's what's happening. Here's what you need to know to get your day started. That's what CNN headline news was. And then the other CNN channel was more of a longer format where they would deep dive into the stories, whatever was actually happening out there. What they didn't have was a lot of talking heads, a lot of talk shows. Now, my theory as to why they got into these talk shows. In the beginning, CNN had people, reporters, actual journalists, all over the world. And every time there was a story, well, these actual reporters and journalists would actually cover it. But to pay for that many people all over the world is expensive. That's a lot of people, a lot of production, a lot of salaries and so on. Extremely expensive to do. So, they went to this new format where, again, it's talking heads all day. Now, even Fox News does this, MSNBC does this. The format is, here's what's happening. Again, they, in most cases, they don't even go there. They just tell you, this is happening. Here's our panel of experts to discuss it, which is not what news is. So, to see the current head of CNN actually characterize this as useless drama, name-calling, etc., etc., 
and not news, I'm glad to hear that. Now, let's see if he can actually pull it off. I hope so. Well, he's got to do something because CNN, the network that started it all, runs the risk of going under if they keep doing what they're doing. It's just not working. I've been waiting for MSNBC to go under as well because what they're doing rating-wise is just not working. There are podcasters out there who have better ratings than major networks. Podcasters. People who were never professional broadcasters. They just had an interest in something. They started a podcast. And they have more listeners, more followers than some of the hosts at the major networks that are supposed to be news networks. That's why, really, I turned those so-called news networks off a long time ago. Basically, when they all quit doing news. Morning, Grandpa Rich. He's in Thermopolis. He's already sending me pictures. Oh, yeah. A Merry Christmas picture. I got some stuff on the Merry Christmas front, Rich. We'll do that next. Let's wake up Wyoming. On K2 Radio, join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Change the time to wake up Wyoming. So, Miss Mary just sent me something here, which I think I need for Christmas. It's a picture of Crocs, you know, the shoes. If you can call them shoes, I guess. And they have little snow plows on the front of the feet, of the toes there up front. I like the ones there's a snow plow on each foot on the front there and a light bar that goes across so I can see where I'm going. See, these are things that you need. This is. Uh, for Christmas time, uh, really important to have things like this. Could, have you found yourself walking through the snow, and even though you think you're picking up your feet, you turn around and take a look at your tracks, and you found out you were kick snow, kicking snow the entire way? We've all done that. So just put little plows on the front there. Jim is in Glen Rock, news handlers. Morning, Jim. And Rhiannon Fort Danger. Morning, Glenn. With this chill coming in, how do you think the grid will hold up in Wyoming? That's a great question. Does the grid hold up? And, of course, I'll be reminding people when we get into Wednesday, Thursday, especially the coldest times, that it is not the wind and solar power that's going to be keeping anybody warm. So you got to be prepared in wintertime in Wyoming. Hey guys, here's how to dress for a last winter. On the occasional days that it's upper 40s or above, simple. It's shorts weather. Once you can see your breath, it's time to put some pants on. When you start to feel your nose hairs freezing, this is a good sign to throw in a winter jacket, hat, and gloves. As soon as you're having a hard time opening your eyes, throw in a neck warmer, snow pants, and warm waterproof boots. Save the fancy boots with the fur for your playlist. And when you can no longer step outside without saying that's your clue to bring in some heated gear. Heated vest, socks, and gloves. Feels like a built-in campfire. And for a little extra, remember, hand warmers are not just for your hands. It will feel like Florida in no time. So get out there and enjoy these freezing temps. Remember, there's no such thing as too cold, only improper clothing. I do want to try at some point. You've seen them. There's these jackets that actually have, well, they're battery operated. They actually have heating coils inside and warm people up. I really want to try those, especially when we get to temperatures like we're getting to in the next couple of days. I just want to see how those things work. 
Okay. Next thing to prepare you is we got into the holidays here, of course. Christmas right around the corner. Other such holidays like Hanukkah already ongoing. And there's always that uh, family member or neighbor that you mistakenly invite over. How to survive the holidays with your woke liberal family members. Liberals enjoy a safe space. That's why it's important for you to remove all of your conservative books and memorabilia from your house to make sure that they feel safe. What are those? Oh, absolutely nothing. Sven, why don't you go check the tree for ornaments that affirm the patriarchy? Let's make sure we don't got any on there. Never give a liberal coal in their stock. It is just not worth it. Is this dirty energy? <laughs> uh, of course not. That's coal. Obama banned coal, remember? We would never have that in our house. That's just burned bread. How embarrassing. Many things about the Christmas season can be triggering for a liberal. Make sure that you prepare yourself and your household for questions such as these. Is this literally a tree that you cut down yourself? Did you know that this ornament is a pipe? advocating the use of combustible tobacco. Tell me this chocolate is fair trade and farm-raised, and please tell me that you didn't gender my Santa Claus. Everybody knows he's non-binary. Is this fireplace using 100% renewable energy? Don't tell me you bought this vodka from Putin's Russia. Please don't tell me this is real fur, meaning you murdered an animal to make this. I hope you're hungry, we have a lot of food. Is that innocent animal meat? Meat is murder, you know that, right? Sometimes, when it's absolutely necessary, you just have to tell a white lie. Uh, no, actually this is, ham tofu. Remember, this is a season of peace and good tidings. So take a breath. You're not Tucker Carlson here. No need to argue. No, socialism works. It just hasn't been tried yet. That's a nice idea. Would you like some more of your non-binary Santa Claus? Never, ever, ever play. Baby, it's cold outside. Alexa, play Christmas music. <sighs> oh, What's oh the matter? God. You don't like Christmas music? Is this... Baby, it's cold outside. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, the 1940s classic. You realize that this song caused the Me Too movement? <laughs> oh, well, no, I didn't know that. But uh, Alexa, next song. Oh, my. Alexa, next song. Stop it. Make it stop. Well, Alexa, <laughs> Make it stop. Next song. Turn it off. Next Please. song. Please. Those are some tips for surviving your liberal family members during the holidays. I hope it works. Good luck. Well, probably not. It's probably just a good idea not to invite these people over in the first place. Now, remember, though, if you're if you're going to invite them over, I'd say just do your regular Christmas. Let them be offended by that. And then point out the hypocrisy. Oh, so you drove over here in a Tesla. Oh, okay. And then just go into all of the hazards of a Tesla. You know, and of course, child labor for the for the batteries with the rare earth minerals and the pollution to create them and get rid of them. And how much crude oil goes into making a Tesla, plus coal products as well, how they're toxic to create, toxic to dispose of. Just continue down the list of all the harmful things that they're doing and let them freak out. In other words, talk to them like this. This happened at the Golden Globe Awards. I never watch award shows. But I did hear about this. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So. If you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God, and off. Okay? 
That's how you treat these people that come over for the holidays. Oh, one more thing. I came across this here. This is from the New York Times, which is hailed as one of the greatest newspapers ever. But I often, with other people, pick on them for being one of the worst newspapers ever. And actually put a, a story up here. Real versus artificial Christmas trees. Which is the greener choice? This is the kind of stuff that some people, hopefully not you, think about when it comes to Christmas time. So here, I'll settle the argument right now. Real versus artificial Christmas trees, which is the greener choice? In other words, better for the planet. Well, I'm not going to get a headache about this. I'm just simply going to do what is best for the environment and cut down a real tree. See, by cutting down a real tree, it allows light to come to those little smaller trees that have not been getting light and they can grow up. Also, when I cut down a real tree, I can always plant another tree. If I cut down a real tree, I can plant several trees. See, that's actually better for the environment. Then when I'm done with the tree, to dispose of the tree, it'll rot, which provides food and fertilization for a lot of creatures. So it's much better just to go ahead and get a real tree. If you're really all that concerned and environmentally friendly about it, then that's what you go ahead and do. It's good for the environment to both take and put back like that, so go ahead and get yourself a real tree. Now, of course, I'm uh, someone who is lazy when it comes to Christmas time. So I just let other people do it, and they put up artificial trees or real trees or whatever they want to do. And I don't care. You do whatever you want to do. But th there's the answer to the question. But I, I got a bigger question for you. Well, I, I understand that you want to take care of the planet, and you want to make sure. what Sustainable is the big word right now. Everything's got to be sustainable. So you want to make sure that you're not doing harm. But you got to make sure that what you're doing to not do harm is not in itself doing harm. And so many people who are trying to do the right thing, like driving a Tesla, are actually doing more harm than good. They also hurt their own brains by overthinking everything. And there's the next problem. Rather than just showing up and enjoying Christmas, they have to get all woke about it. And they ruin it for themselves, and they ruin it for everybody else. My advice, put up a real tree. Don't invite these people. All right. Back to, uh, see, Charlie Scott was the name of this. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. Thank you, Ms. Mayor. I do know that name. We have talked to him before. Grandpa Rich, for Thermopolis, has been negative 25 almost every week before Christmas, almost every year. Negative 33, not much colder. At what? At, at some point, Rich, your face hurts no matter what. Nice thing is Christmas Day will be a lot warmer than Wednesday, Thursday. Ran in Port Danger. If we can get through this without blackouts, golly gee, thanks, coal, gas, and oil. Oh, by the way, Ryan, go check out the Wake Up Wyoming website. I put a story up, why I want a big bag of coal for Christmas. John and Gillette, this is not a cold snap. It's a test of Wyoming keeping out of the riffraff system. Yeah. No, this actually, John, you're, you're right about this. This is a big test here. Over the next couple of days, temperatures are really going to drop. I mean, into some serious negative temperatures. Okay. And I'm going to keep reminding people. And it was not those wind turbines and solar panels that kept people warm. 
It was your coal-fired power plant. And if, according to the cult of climate change, we could fix cold snaps like this if we could just pump out more CO2. So why are we trying to sequester it? I'm just throwing their own arguments back at them. All right, coming up on local news after local news update on your weather forecast, you and I get back into it. Triple eight ninety seven Woods, the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS. Six thirty-six the time. Wake up, Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. I just found... I collect some memes. I don't keep them forever. I just like to collect them and share them online with you folks here. The word woke. I remember now... The people who started using the term woke, eventually that word changed to the point that it just means stupid. Whenever someone is just an idiot, you just call them woke. So woke is the new dumb. Anyway, here's one. A definition, woke. A state of awareness only achieved by those dumb enough to find injustice in everything except their own behavior. That is a definition I can agree with. So I just posted this morning, I wrote a letter to Santa Claus to start my day. Sure, why not? And in this letter, I wrote, Dear Santa, please send me a big bag of Wyoming cold. Now, you can find this on the Wake Up Wyoming website. Miss Mary will alert it out for those of you who get app alerts. But use your app, find this story. See, when I was a boy, I was told that coal in the stocking was a bad thing. But then I started to think, wait a minute here. I get I, If I misbehave and do things that are really wrong, which oftentimes is more fun, then I get coal in my stocking. Well, I'm going to need a bigger stocking. Because okay? let's take a look at all the things that we can do with this. First off, I'm going to take the coal that I get in my stocking and go out and light the barbecue grill because I have steaks. So we start with that. Then, as the temperatures plummet over the next couple of days, remember, it is not the wind and solar that's keeping you warm during that time. Even right now, we're well, we're in the 20s average across Wyoming right now. It is not wind and solar power keeping you warm right now. So I, have, I get to make sure that I have reliable energy by burning coal. All right, now, uh, let me see, what else can I do with this? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, water purifier. Where I live, and for a lot of you across Wyoming, the water is just a little bit on the hard side, calcium in there, stuff like that. That can lead to kidney stones. You're going to need to purify your water, and water purification in part uses coal in order to get that kind of stuff out of it. Okay, so there's that. You don't get kidney stones because of it. Coal is used in things like cement production, carbon fiber, foam, foams, medicine, tars, synthetic petroleum-based fuels used with coal as well. Home commercial heating, just to name a few. 
I even do know people who have a, 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 you would think it's a wood stove in their house here in Wyoming, but they're not burning wood. They're just throwing chunks of coal in there and just burning that straight. So let me see. If I want my plants in my house to grow healthy and strong, coal. See, coal provides CO2. CO2 is airborne plant fertilizer. So if I want to make the plants in my house greener, but also the plants around my house greener, then I will supply them with extra CO2. Coal is a key energy in the production of aluminum, non-ferrous metals known for lightweight properties, widely used in cars, trains, airplanes to reduce weight. That includes your Tesla automobile. Coal accounts for 60% of energy used to produce things like aluminum. And again, most of what goes into making a Tesla. Coal is an essential ingredient in production of special projects, or products, I should say. Uh, the carbon is used in filter, again, water purification, air purification, kidney dialysis, carbon fiber, extremely strong but lightweight materials in construction. It also is used in silicon metals to produce silicones and ciliates, I can never say that word, which in turn make lubricants and repellents and resins and cosmetics and hair shampoos and toothpaste. If you meet someone who claims to be really woke and they have their hair dyed a different color and they're wearing all sorts of makeup, they can thank coal for that. Let me see. Several chemicals produced by byproducts of coal after we've burnt it. Refined coal into tar used to manufacture chemicals. And, and, and it names all these different kinds of chemicals, which are very important for things that we do today. But okay. And then they also have ammonia gas recovered from the coke in ovens to manufacture ammonia salts, nitric acid, agricultural fertilizers, which provide so much food for us, soap, aspirin, solvents, dyes, plastic, and fibers, such as rayon and ni nylon as well. So that's just a short list. So I, I looked at all of this and thought, you know, I'm thinking what I'm going to do is just be a real jerk, get on the naughty list, and the more of this stuff I get, the better. 6.42, wake up my own. This weather update brought is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. Six forty-eight is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Where Frank Cambino is waiting by. So, Frank, morning. Yes, here I am. Yeah, I wanted to just get this out of the way right off the bat. We'll get on to other things. But Casper native Cincinnati Reds, Mr. Perfect, Tim Browning. Tom, Brown Tom Browning, yeah, yeah. He, he died yesterday at the age of 62. And um, he had a, he was quite the guy. I mean, he pitched a perfect game. He was an all-star. Uh, the couple of, he, he had climbed up on the rooftops outside Wrigley Field in Chicago and watched the game in his uniform. Oh, wow. And everyone in the dugout's going, what are you doing up there? And yeah. he's kind of waving at everyone else. Yeah. He also um, broke his arm pitching in a freak, freak, freak accident in 1994. I mean, I mean, oh. he was literally just throwing the baseball, and you can just hear it 
everyone in the st- stadium just... I, I, actually, I, not being a sports fan, I do remember that because it made news all over the place. Yeah. In fact, some news organizations played the audio. Yeah, you could hear it like a pop. Yeah. And he... Oh, oh wow. I didn't even want to think about that. Now, I mean, after that, did he... Was he able to pitch again? For maybe not, not very much yeah. longer okay. after that. And you know, he he was in uh, the last time I saw him was um, he was at a Casper you know ghost baseball game when they were here a few years ago. He, he right. had uh, he had written a book. Okay. So uh, you know he was he was quite the character. You know, um, grew up in Casper, played little league baseball here the whole nine yards. Right, and then just sort of worked his way up, and yeah, he, he didn't just get into the majors. He made history. Well, yeah, when you pitched that perfect game in 1988, yeah. I mean, it's uh, crazy nuts. Okay, wait, who was he with and who was he pitching he, he, against? He was with the Cincinnati Reds, pitched okay. 11 years with them, and then um, he pitched that perfect game against the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, right. that's a very, very difficult, okay. difficult thing to do. Now, when he retired, where did he go? He was just kind of hanging out. I think um, he may have been for a, a couple of years, if I remember, was up in Billings, Montana, working with the um, pitchers in the minor league system with the, with the Reds because mm-hmm. their, their team was up in Billings. And then just kind of was around, you know, he lived right across the, the river in Kentucky, um, uh, you know, across the river from Cincinnati. Okay. Just kind of just, just doing stuff. And, yeah. You know, but 62 is... is uh, that's too young these days. Yeah, Way too, too young. too young. Well, as we mentioned, Casper native Tom Browning and former major league pitcher died at the age of 62. He was found at his home in Union, Kentucky, unresponsive. Browning grew up in Casper, played youth baseball in town before going to college, then minor league baseball, then ultimately the major leagues. He was a ninth-round draft pick by the Cincinnati Reds. His claim to fame as he threw a perfect game as a pitcher in 1988 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. He also won a World Series game in 1990 for the Reds and made the All-Star game in 1991. Browning was 128 and 88 in 11 seasons with the Reds and made more than a few appearances in Casper after his retirement. He certainly was a character almost also famously remembered by going on those rooftop seats outside Wrigley Field in Chicago in his uniform just to kind of hang out with the fans. High school basketball, the Natrona girls team is in Las Vegas for a tournament. They beat Castle Rock, Colorado yesterday 37-30. to They'll play West Jordan, Utah later this afternoon. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women rated 10th in the country. Lost for the first time this year, 61-39 to third-rated Southern Idaho in a tournament in Vegas. The Birds shot just 32% from the field and two from 16 from the three-point line. They'll play Utah State Eastern today in Vegas. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road tonight at Wichita State. The Cowgirls are 6-4 and four after a sloppy performance against Nebraska, losing 66-39 on Sunday. UW had 21 turnovers in that game. They scored just five points in the fourth quarter. Wichita State will come into tonight's game at 9-2. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be in Phoenix tomorrow to take on St. Mary's. The Pokes are coming off a certainly less than stellar effort in Chicago. They lost to Dayton 66-49. Just a poor offensive performance to say the least and the Cowboys are a pedestrian five and six on the year. That is a 6-30 start tomorrow from Arizona. In the National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche improved the 17-10-2 with a 1-0 shootout win over the New York Islanders. Evan Rodriguez with a lone goal for the Avs and they'll host the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow in Denver. And that's it in sports. So as we get into tomorrow and into Thursday, temperatures, you know, dropping that cold. But I would assume for the Christmas season here, we're so close to Christmas Day. You don't have any games this week. Nothing. Nothing nothing going very, on. Very, very, okay, very, very yeah. few. Because when we were talking, you know, a big snow event was coming, and you and I were debating just staying at the station rather than having to drive through all of that. I've also taken a look at the cold temperatures and thought, I, you know, there's some snow coming with it, but not a whole lot. But it's yeah. I, one time, many, many, many years ago, in Casper, uh, got down to about thirty-five below. Whoa! 
You know, I mean, I was out in that stuff. I mean, it's cold. You know, I mean, yeah. there was a guy, believe it or not, there was a guy dressed up as Santa on his roof, and it was 35 below zero. Okay. Like, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing up on the roof? It's 35 below. Yeah, but he lives at the North Pole, so that's just But he's uh, on the roof. He can't, he can't fit in the chimney. It was no, 35 below. That, okay, well, maybe he's hanging out by the chimney because it's warm. Ever think of that? Maybe. Okay, thank you, bro. Coming up on some... Local news that we have to take care of. Well, local business and news time. National local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. And I got a couple of good stories I lined up for you about mass extinctions. Because another one, yet another one, has been predicted. We're all doomed. We're all going to die. And, of course, major news organizations are covering it. Even though it'll probably fail like all the other. If they cover enough, eventually one day they'll be right. They haven't been right in decades, but maybe someday. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. That colder weather is coming. You just heard Don Day's weather forecast. Okay, he's on with me, 745. Latest update for that big cold front coming our way. And what you get as a daytime high is just going to depend on where you are. Of course, snow is going to be mixed in with that. We'll get you up to speed. Trigger warning, Christmas time. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like, Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. And I just got to pay a compliment again. Miss Mary, very well produced. She said she would voice that, and she likes doing production, I can tell. So that was really well done. So you may have heard just a real quick Twitter note here. I haven't gotten back on Twitter. I dumped out years ago. But I wanted just to see what happens with Twitter to see if I will go back to it or not. I did find it to be a useful platform when I was using it. But for a lot of reasons, you can imagine, I just eventually just dropped it, right? All right, so Elon Musk did a poll asking if he should resign and let somebody else take charge of Twitter. Now, 58% said yes. Now, he said he would if the majority of people wanted him just to resign and, and hire some somebody else to run Twitter. He said he would abide by that. But then someone pointed out a lot of Twitter accounts are fake. They're bots. So how do you know that 58% are real people? I mean, there's a lot of people out there who have multiple fake accounts so they can make it look like there's a, a groundswell, if you will, when there isn't one. So Babylon B, got to admire these people. They're just cranking out great content. Their headline is Bruce Wayne polls Arkham Asylum inmates asking if he should step down as Batman. I read that and I thought, you know, 
Essentially, that's what's happening here. Go ahead and ask the nutballs in that asylum that we call Twitter. Should I stay or not? And then base your what you do on what their opinion is? I would rather not. All right. Now, just wanted to get that out of the way. I teased you last hour with this. Once again, there is another extinction event that has been predicted. But this time, not by a human being. Yes, you heard me right. An extinction event has been predicted, but a human being did not predict it. Headline, Earth could face mass extinction by the year 2100. Supercomputer super predicts more than a quarter of species will die by the end of the century. The story said, now, by the way, what kind of a conclusion a computer, even a supercomputer draws, is based on what sort of information the human beings put into it. So I could put other data in there and get a completely different conclusion. It depends. As a human being, am I putting biased data into the computer? That will say what kind of a conclusion I'll get. The cult of climate change often does this. They have all sorts of computer models that predict dire things that never happen. But they're putting biased data in there. All right. So the story says Earth faces mass extinctions by 2100 that could wipe out more than a quarter of biodiversity. A new study warns Australian European scientists have developed a virtual Earth to better plot global extinctions caused by climate change. Okay, see? Right there, again, climate change is always happening. And there have been mass extinctions, many, because of climate change. But those mass extinctions did not happen when human beings were here. It had nothing to do with us or CO2. The result led to a loss of 10% of all plant life, animal species, by 2050. And let's see, uh, rising to 27% to the end of the century. Scientists blame over-exploitation of resources, land use, over-harvesting, pollution, and then, of course, you know, human cause, climate change, et cetera, et cetera. The study was led by European Commission scientists, and it names the scientists. Academics says that the planet has already entered its sixth mass extinction event driven by human activity and climate change. So you can see, this is what I talked about at the very beginning of this story. It's because human beings, yeah, I don't care if it's a supercomputer, put bias information into the computer. And therefore, they got the result that they wanted. Now, let's go back. I love doing this whenever I bring up this kind of topic. 50 years. I can go back much farther than this. I one time went back to the earliest predictions of extinctions that are known to our current history. So we're talking back, going back thousands of years to all sorts of doomsday cults. But let me see. 1967, dire famine forecasted by 1975. It didn't happen. 1969, everyone will disappear in a cloud of blue steam. Yeah, that was supposed to happen by 1989, and I explained that one at the time. It's an interesting story, but no. 
In the 1970s, they said there would be an ice age by the year 2000 causing a mass extinction. Didn't happen. American subject to water rationing by 1974 and food rationing by 1980. That never happened. 1971, they were still talking about the Ice Age that would hit by... Now, they moved it back. At first, the Ice Age was supposed to happen by the year 2000. They moved it back to 2020 or 2030. Still hasn't happened. Then, in 1972, they moved the Ice Age back to 2070. And by the way, you can click on all of these links here that I'm looking at right now and get the stories in the different magazines and newspapers and so on. 1974, space satellites show new ice age coming fast. 1974, another ice age once again. 1974, ozone depletion. And we're, we should have all been dead by now because of that. 1976, it was predicted scientific consensus. There's that again. Planet is cooling. Famine is imminent. Hang on. That was a scientific consensus back in 1976? 1980, acid rain kills life in all lakes. And see, uh, 1978, no end in sight for 30-year cooling trend. So 1978, they were still talking about an ice age. 1988, regional droughts, that never happened. Was supposed to hit by 1990. It never happened. 1988, they predicted temperatures in Washington, D.C. will hit record highs. Never did. One of my favorites, 1988, it was predicted. The Maldives Islands will be underwater by 2018. They're not. It's 2022. Rising sea levels, it was predicted in 1989, will obliterate nations if nothing is done by the year 2000. Well, what year is it? 1989, New York City's West Side Highway underwater by 2019. It's not. Then there's the prediction. I love I love this one. You've heard me talk about it so much. Year 2000, children won't know what snow is. Now, I'll pause there. We'll pick up the rest of this because this is one of these lists that I just love reading. 715, Wake Up Wyoming. Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Got something to say? Chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app or call 888-97-WOODS. Seven twenty is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number that's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. I'm doing one of my favorite things here. So, a prediction was made. Here's uh, some people grabbed a supercomputer. So they say it is okay. I'll go ahead and believe it's a supercomputer, and they dump a bunch of information into it, creating what they say is basically Earth. Yeah, this is this is Earth according to the supercomputer. Now. As much as it might be as a supercomputer, they will never get all of the complexities of Earth and not just what happens on Earth, but they have to take the solar system and the galaxy and the universe into account because we're part of that too. And that does affect things that happens on Earth. Cycles of our sun, for example. Yeah. And then they add a bunch of information in there to get a result that, well, we're, uh, there's going to be a mass extinction. We're, we're already starting, and it's going to happen by the year 2100 at the latest. Uh, well, they fed mass extinction information in there. And, of course, it's all our fault, too, you understand, right? 
So I'm going through some of my favorite past extinction predictions that were made by, air quotes, experts. And I love doing this. Every so often I have to read this list. I ended year 2000, children won't know what snow is. It was predicted that by the year 2000, snow will be such a rare event, kids won't know what it is. You'll have to explain it to them when it happens. 2002 is predicted famine in 10 years if we don't give up eating fish, meat, and dairy. I got to do that one again because that's a good one. It was predicted back in 2002 that there will be a famine in 10 years. So by 2012, if we don't give up eating fish, meat, and dairy, never happened. 2004, Britain will be like Siberia by 2024. 2008, it was predicted the Arctic will be ice-free by 2018. Climate, this is 2008 climate genius Al Gore predicted ice-free Arctic by 2013. 2009, climate Jesus Prince Charles says we have 96 months to save the planet or we're done. So this new estimate by the supercomputer, which was fed rigged information that says we're done by 2100. Well, what about when now King, but Prince at the time, Charles said, we have 96 months to save the world. Uh, 2009 UK Prime Minister said 50 days to save the planet. Then 2009, climate genius Al Gore moves to 2013. The prediction of an ice-free Arctic by 2014, moves 2013 uh, to 2014. It still hasn't happened. The prediction that he quoted by quoting another so-called scientist was that in the summertime, the Arctic would be ice-free. That is yet to happen. I'm still waiting for the news media to call him out on that, to question him on that. And the polar bear population, which is increasing, not decreasing. See, 2013, Arctic ice-free by 2015. That's pushed back again. You see, they predicted it would happen by 2013. It didn't. So they predicted it would happen by 2014. It didn't. So they pushed it back to 2015. After that, they gave up. They quit predicting it. 2014, it was predicted 500 days before climate chaos. Didn't happen. 1968, overpopulation will spread worldwide, it was predicted. Didn't happen. 1970, world will use up all of its natural resources. That was supposed to happen by now. 1966, it was predicted oil would be gone in 10 years. 1972, oil will be depleted in 20 years. Now, here again, they push back the goalposts. 1966, oil will be gone in 10 years. That didn't happen, so in 1972, they pushed it back another 20 years. 1977, Department of Energy says oil will peak in the 1990s. That didn't happen. We now are aware of more than ever before. We have hundreds of years worth of oil. And then they just keep pushing it back. In 1980, peak oil would be 2000. In 1996, peak oil would be 2020. 2002, they moved it back to 2010 for peak oil. 2006, they predicted super hurricanes. Never happened. No, um, category five is as big as they get. Yeah, we've never had above a category five. 2005, they predicted Manhattan would be underwater by 
2015. Never happened. Morning, Swede. Hang on a second, Swede. Try that again. Morning. How you been? Good. Yourself. Very good, sir. Good to you. Uh, Swede is up in Gillette there. Yeah. You know, them folks are right. We are going to be extinct in another 100 years. Yeah? Yeah. The population uh, replacement rate is falling so low, there won't be many people. Oh, okay. So that's going to be... We're cool. not replacing people with people. So this is what these folks wanted anyway. They want us to stop having babies because apparently the problem with the planet Earth is that it had human beings. That's right. But who's going to take care of them then? Yeah, you see, now there's the next problem there. I thought we were supposed to become adults and take care of ourselves, but now who's going to take care of the human beings? That's right. If you're not human beings, there's not going to be any more human beings. Well, there you go. So you think that we're just going to have uh, less and less babies, and then in about 100 years, there won't be any more of us? Well, I don't know if it'll be 100 years or not, but the, okay. the rate of replacement right now is uh, baseline right. and declining. So you just made a bunch of environmentalists really happy. So I think what we need to do here then, Sweet, is... If you're correct, then we don't have to do anything to save the planet because we're just no, going to... No. no, we can just go ahead and do whatever we want to do because we're not going to be here in about 100 years. That's right. Okay. So, hey, go live it up, man. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Good to see you're still out Very there. Swede is up in Gillette, Wyoming. He used to work at the mines out there. Yeah, he worked at the coal mines. <gasps> Contributing to climate change. Yeah, he... Drove the big Tonka toys. Chet and Yoder uh, say, well, the current temperature could indicate the ice age <laughs> is coming. Isn't that hot? True Dog in Cheyenne. Morning, True Dog. There's a old computer program term, what, GIGO? G-I-G-O? Garbage in, garbage out. Okay. Yes, you're right. I wish I had thought of that. Thank you for reminding me of that. Garbage in, garbage out. That's essentially what they did here with this computer model. We're all done by the year 2100. It's over, according to their computer model. Garbage in, garbage out. Jim and Laramie. Morning, Jim. I remember Newsweek magazine in high school talking about the coming ice age, not long after the discussion was man-made global warming because we were destroying the ozone. And here comes the ban on refrigerators. Yeah. Lee in Laramie. The ice age starts tomorrow. Well, you're not wrong, Lee. I got more to that list, but I'll stop there so we can get on to other topics. But I just like doing that now and then. I like going through the list of all of these failed predictions. And I'm still waiting. I'm not holding my breath, by the way. On news media to pick up that list and run with it. And turn to the cult of climate change, no matter who they may be, including the president. What happened to all of this? They won't do it. It's up to us. All right, coming up on 7.30, local news. Speaking of Ice Age, your weather forecast right after that. Then, Don Day on 7.45 to talk about the coming Ice Age. Wake up, Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app.
1136 the time wake up Wyoming I'm Glenn Woods thanks for joining me you just heard Don Dan your local radio station I'm going to have him back for you 745 we'll talk in depth about the weather very windy today for a lot of us not all of us but a lot of us but that cold does start moving into the area and it's starting today and into overnight so the north of Wyoming of course gets its first Montana's already in it and then slowly works its way down. So between today, Wednesday, really, and into Thursday is when the worst of that hits. We'll talk to Don Day about it at 745-ish is when I have him on. Okay. Time to sit down. If you haven't already, you don't want the letter to be late and write a letter to Santa. Dear Santa, wow, I can't believe it's already time for me to write you another letter. As a Biden voter... I want to wish you tidings of comfort and joy, while I wish misery and sadness on anyone who doesn't do exactly what I want them to, because that's what the holidays are all about. I hope you don't mind if this letter is a little longer than the last one I wrote you. I just feel like I've been extra compliant this year, so I deserve to have a longer wish list than usual. And besides, I was promised so much last year, but here I sit a year later, having gotten none of what I asked for. Last year, I told you all I wanted was student loan forgiveness, reparations, cheaper groceries and gas, and just to get back to normal. Maybe my letter got mixed up with all the mail-in ballots from the most free and fair election of all time. I know you're busy, and I'm not saying it's your fault. It's not mine either. Like all the other failures in my life, myself chief among them, I'll just blame it on the people I don't like instead. Okay, now I'm going to tell you what I want this year. First... Can I get a gift card for a year's worth of manicures? I've broken so many nails furiously ripping I did that stickers off every gas pump I use these days. I don't understand why those conspiracy theorists think the president can influence the gas prices. He can't. Which is why when he tapped our own oil reserves and lowered gas prices by a few pennies, I made sure to give him credit for that immediately. Speaking of a few pennies, I took the 16 cents the Democrats saved me on my 4th of July cookout and I'm going to donate them to the Salvation Army tomorrow. Ever since I heard about their Let's Talk About Racism guide, I just knew they'd use the money to help people regardless of their skin color. Told you I'm a good person. Since I don't have a car now, I've had to ride the bus everywhere. And even though I wore my mask every day and rolled up my sleeves every time, I still got a breakthrough infection. I know, I know, no big deal. It's just like the breakthrough infections everyone gets after their measles, mumps, and meningitis shots just means it's working. But even though it's working so well, the third thing I'd like to ask for this year is a lifetime supply of Band-Aids. I have a feeling I might need them for the future things I'll be ordered to take, and I'll take them without question because I care about my health. Okay, the last thing I want to ask for this year, Santa, isn't even for me. It's for the moderators and fact-checkers of social media. They've been working so hard to silence the truth, I mean to give their opinion, I mean to fight fake news. Can you give them a raise? They deserve it. Anyway, I know this is a long letter and I'm almost done, I promise. But I wanted to ask you just one question. Who is Brandon? And why are all the people I hate cheering for him so much? If you could fill me in, I'd appreciate it. Okay, my hand is tired now. This is the most work I've done all year. Merry Christmas. I mean, happy holidays. I mean, happy whatever doesn't offend me today. Sincerely. Rhett Arted, Simzer, government pincushion number 26,493,175. P.S. Can you stop saying ho, ho, ho? 
It's very disrespectful to the vice president. That last line was the funniest part of the whole oh, bit. Didn't see you there. We all love this time of year, especially the songs. But let's be honest, many of the classic songs we grew up with are just out of date for our time, filled with atrocious things like acknowledging differences in genders, celebrating the nuclear family, and appreciating traditions and history. Just like wishing people a Merry Christmas is obviously bigoted and outdated, it's time to bring holiday songs into the 21st century by updating them with political correctness. So we're pleased to introduce progressive sounds of the season, modernizing all those cherished classics you know and love, such as Silent, Mostly Peaceful Night, I'll Be Woke for Christmas, Deck the Halls, Fa La 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 Lockdown, perfect for while you're mixing those Molotov cocktails, Holly Jolly Protest, one of my personal favorites, The Little Looter Boy, Rioting Around the Christmas Tree. For all my Latinx compadres out there, Felice Antifa, one that's good for the whole family, all I want for Christmas is you, to wear a mask. I'll be homeless for Christmas, the 12 days to slow the spread of Christmas. I saw daddy kissing Santa Claus, oh come all ye hateful. Santifa baby, hurry down to Chaz tonight. And that California classic, it's beginning to look a lot like Venezuela. We all have that one relative who's just got a disproportionate amount of holiday cheer. This album is the perfect gift to take that away from them and level the playing field. For three easy payments of $19.99, this collection can be yours today. But wait! Call now and we will throw in this tax-rich sweater for the small price of $69.99. This is a one-time offer. Our CDs and cassette tapes are ethically manufactured with union labor and will most likely work on your government-issued listening devices. But let's be honest, even if you don't pay, we're taking your money anyway. Gonna get Don Day on the line here. We're gonna talk about the cold snap coming our way. Wake up, Wyoming. To save Wyoming from boring morning radio, that man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time, 7.46 now. Wake up, Wyoming, off we go to talk to Don Day, Dayweather. Don, remember back in the 1970s, all the big magazine headlines were predicting a catastrophic ice age. They just got the date wrong. It starts tomorrow. <laughs> it's going to feel like it, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's for sure. And this is the kind of weather where your face hurts, too. So, uh, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's talk about how this moves into the area. So, uh Basically, we've got today, and we've got through the very early morning hours of tomorrow before the hammer really comes down. Now, up north, it's already cold. Up along the Wyoming-Montana border, Arctic air is already there, but it's kind of stalled out there and will be there throughout the course of the day today. So today is just going to be a little on the windy side, a bit on the chilly side, but not a lot going on. But we're expecting that uh, after midnight, the big Arctic push will go into the Bighorn Basin, into Cody Pal. It'll go into Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Probably, you know, plus or minus an hour. I'm thinking between 8 and 9 a.m., the Arctic wave will be into Casper, Douglas, and Lusk. An hour or two later, it'll go over to Lander and Riverton. Then it's just going to go right down I-25. This Arctic wave is going to move very, very quickly. So it'll be into the Wheatland area by early afternoon, probably around 3 or 4 to Cheyenne. Then it's going to hit the Colorado Front Range right around drive time, Denver time. Uh, not well timed for there, down there. But then it's just going to keep going after that. And I really want to stress, Glenn, that along the Arctic boundary, it's going to be nasty. It is going to be very windy. There will be about a three to six hour period where it's going to snow pretty hard. 
and temperatures are going to drop 30 or 40 degrees in an hour or two. I would not want to be outside when that Arctic boundary or driving through it tomorrow. Okay, because I'm picturing if you drop that, I'm just trying to imagine the temperature dropping that low in that short of a period of time. That can be harmful to a lot of things, including all the animals out there. Yeah, I mean, if uh, if you keep your pets outdoors, you've got to give them some shelter. This is deadly cold. Uh, the National Weather Service is using a phrase they don't say very often, flash, a flash freeze situation, oh, okay. where the temperature changes so fast, basically things just fr- freeze very, yeah. very quickly. Okay. And, and uh, that's hard on everything, whether yeah. it's... Uh, metal whether it's wood whether it's plastic whether it's uh, animals uh yeah. it's just not fit for man or beast tomorrow yeah. for most of the day but looking on the bright side like i always like to do take a nice cup of hot water go outside and throw it near <laughs> well we could see that i mean yeah. we are gonna see um 30 35 degrees below zero or wow. colder in casper um and the thing that's interesting about this arctic front it is timed perfectly with the longest nights Oh, uh, yeah. coming on up right now and the shortest days, so that makes it even worse. All right. Well, we know who to blame. They're not even a real country anyway. Off we go. Let's uh, hit the icebox, which I always have to mention it's an icebox because it's cold in the studio, but it's going to seem very warm tomorrow. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm, I'm, Let's let's get with it, you know. Yeah. And if you don't go anywhere, guess what? Probably the best idea. Don't go anywhere. Okay. I'm still wondering, should I just sleep at the station? (laughs) You know what? I'm thinking about, you you know, what, what about working remotely? Yeah, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Other people can. I still have to show up over here, but okay. Hey, we can we can work that out for you here. Yeah. Hey, here's something I do want to watch since we're talking wintertime and all this kind of stuff. I didn't know this was a thing. I came across some videos. I put them on the Wake Up Wyoming website here. Red Bull has extreme winter racing. We're talking pickup trucks, Formula oh, yeah, One, sure, yeah. motorcycles. They have spiked metal tires, and they head down a mountainside racetrack at like 100 miles an hour. I've seen those spiked um, motorcycles. They, they raced yeah. those in the Soviet Union. Really? But but, but on okay. a regular track. What got me was a Formula One car is involved in this. <laughs> in the winter. How do you do? They're kind of low riders, you know? I mean, well, I can see that, the pickup truck, but that's a low rider. Glenn, those Formula One ca- cars idle at 10,000 RPM. Yeah. They idle at that. And maybe How they just heat up the snow on the way down. I don't know. But anyway, if you want to watch this kind of racing, so you go to the Wake Up Wyoming website here. Miss Mary will alert it out at some point. And just watch these guys because this is totally insane racing in heavy snow down a mountainside. All righty then. And we can go watch that. While former Major League Baseball player and Casper native Tom Browning has passed away at the age of 62, he was found at his home in Union, Kentucky, unresponsive. Uh, Browning grew up in Casper, played youth baseball in town, then went to college, then minor league baseball, and ultimately the major leagues as a pitcher. Was a ninth-round draft pick by the Cincinnati Reds. His claim to fame is that he threw a perfect game in 1988 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. He also won a World Series game back in 1990 for the Reds, made the All-Star team in 1991. He was 128 and 
2011 and 11 seasons for the Reds. Made more than a few appearances in Casper after his retirement. He also uh, broke his arm uh, pitching in the in the early 1990s, which was a, just a freak, freak accident. It was frightening, really. But he certainly was a character famously remembered by going to the rooftop seats outside Wrigley Field in Chicago in his uniform just to hang out with the fans. High school basketball, the Natrona girls team in Las Vegas for a tournament. They beat Castle Rock, Colorado yesterday 37-30. to They'll play West Jordan, Utah later this afternoon. In Juco basketball for the ladies, Casper College ranked 10th in the country, lost for the first time this year. 61-39 to third-rated Southern Idaho in a tournament in Las Vegas. T-Birds shot just 32% from the field, went 2 of 16 from the three-point line. They'll play Utah State Eastern today in Las Vegas. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road at Wichita State tonight. The Cowgirls are 6-4 after a sloppy performance against Nebraska, losing 66-39. UW had 21 turnovers in that game, and they scored just 5 points in the fourth quarter. Wichita State is 9-2 on the year. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be in Phoenix tomorrow to take on St. Mary's. The Pokes are coming off a less-than-stellar effort in Chicago. They lost to Dayton 66-49 on Saturday. It was a poor offensive effort, to say the least, and the Cowboys are a pedestrian 5-6 and six on the year. That is a 6-30 start tomorrow from Arizona. And the National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche improved the 17-10-2 with a one nothing shootout win over the New York Islanders. Evan Rodriguez with a lone goal for the Avs, who will host the Montreal Canadiens down in Denver tomorrow. That's it in sports. I just came across this story. San Francisco 49ers. Linebacker Drake Jackson and other rookies on the team learned just what it costs to make it in the league. They went to this dinner that's traditional. Yes. The bill. Yes. $322,391. What were they eating? The rookie dinner is a tradition among NFL teams when the veterans would rack up a high price tag and then hand the bill to the rookie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 323 large. Oh Holy cow. God. Yeah, and they've, and they've done that. That's the largest I've heard. Usually yeah. it would be like 40,000, maybe 50,000. Right. Three. <laughs> well, that's got to be like the best meal I've ever eaten. Uh, in did history. they take the whole team? I mean, I, yeah, they must have. Yeah, there's no way that that's like a couple of people sitting down. Yeah. No, that's that's got to be the whole team. Yeah, the whole team. Yeah, yeah. and everybody else that maybe backs them up. All right, thank you. Wow. Wow, that's. Uh, I hope it was worth it. Sister deal in my sister in like Willis, Florida. Sister deal. Yes, sleep at the station so sister doesn't worry. Think of it as a night at the museum. Oh, no, I saw that movie. <laughs> it didn't end well. Coming up on 755 in just moments from now, we got some local business to take care of. The Rollins News Time, national local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming. Hi, I'm Frankie. Eight oh six. The time it is. Wake up, Wyoming. It is a Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. It's tomorrow that the real weather starts to move into the area. And slowly but surely, you actually have to put on real cold. That means that the people out there who wear shorts all year round might want to reconsider. Hey guys, here's how to dress for a west winter. On the occasional days that it's upper 40s or above, simple. It's shorts weather. Once you can see your breath, 
it's time to put some pants on. When you start to feel your nose hairs freezing, this is a good sign to throw in a winter jacket, hat, and gloves. As soon as you're having a hard time opening your eyes, throw in a neck warmer, snow pants, and warm waterproof boots. Save the fancy boots with the fur for your playlist. And when you can no longer step outside without saying, that's your clue to bring in some heated gear. Heated vest, socks, and gloves. Feels like a built-in campfire. And for a little extra, remember, hand warmers are not just for your hands. It will feel like Florida in no time. So get out there and enjoy these freezing temps. Remember, there's no such thing as too cold, only in proper clothing. Yeah, there are those people. You know who they are. You've seen them around. No matter what the weather is, they're walking around wearing shorts. Yeah, okay. I guess you're just not outside for very long. Okay, warning. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, Happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, Festivus is for the rest of us. Triple eight ninety seven Woods the phone number eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. According to Cowboy State Daily, propane shortages threaten as Wyoming drivers have to drive farther and farther for fuel. Now I've got some other natural gas stories. This is the president is trying to squeeze out natural gas as he continues his push to get rid of what he calls fossil fuels. I call organic fuels, but okay. Propane shortage in Wyoming causing distributors to have to drive much farther to get propane supplies, the story says, which threatens residents with possible shortages after heating fuel as well as high heating costs. And remember, we'll talk about this tomorrow. I'll be beating this over the next couple of days. It's not the wind, turbines, or solar panels that'll be keeping you warm through this cold snap we're about to get. Story says, with an Arctic blast rolling in this week, Governor Mark Gordon has declared an emergency to help improve propane supplies and issue an emergency order that suspends federal regulations to limit the hours drivers can work. As is always the case, if you want to get something done fast, efficiently, and especially in an emergency, get rid of those annoying, useless government regulations. I'm not saying have no rules, but you ever notice every time we need to get something done, one of the first things we do is suspend regulations so we can actually get to work? The story says, the hope is with longer hours, drivers can find supplies of propane and get them to customers. Larry Macy, director of operations for Freedom Oil Field Services, said that natural gas prices are so high now that the industry is going into propane rejection. That means that the cost of pulling propane liquids from natural gas streams isn't economical. It's cheaper just to send the project down the sales line, he says. And let me see, communications and policy advisor for the governor's office said Rocky Mountain Propane Distributions Association has contacted the governor as well as some delivery companies requesting help. Gordon's chief energy advisor said the reports of propane shortages along with impending extreme weather gave the situation some urgency. 
So here's a quote. Gordon is always concerned about keeping fuel coming to people of Wyoming. He wanted to make sure that an order, an order was in place before the holidays, before this really got bad, in other words. That's a long line. The story says Wyoming isn't the only state facing problems and responding with the emergency suspension of federal regulations, which, once again, always get in the way. Spencer Cox of Utah issued an emergency order that the state, they're in the same situation. Quote, we're seeing long lines at loading facilities. This order will give the drivers the flexibility they need to deliver propane safely and give customers the propane they need the most. Macy said Gordon's emergency order would allow his drivers more time to get to propane suppliers, which again are farther and farther out, but the cost to the customers, it's going to hit you. If you're someone who heats with propane, this is going to hit you. This is going to raise the cost because they have to go so far out to get it. He said, maybe we can extend ours, but it won't help the customers because the cost has doubled or tripled because of the distance they have to travel to get propane. Uh, Money Geek is an online financial research resource estimating that Wyoming has some of the highest winter heating costs of the western states right now. And you would think that wouldn't be the case because we are an energy capital. We have energy all over the place. So how in the world should we have a problem with it? But okay. Using data from Emergency Information Administration Winter Fuels Outlook Report for Residential Energy Consumption, Money Geeks estimates the average monthly gas bill in Wyoming will be about $167 a month. That's behind Alaska, which is $289 per month. Utah is $161 a month. National Wyoming, uh, Wyoming ranks about 16th in gas bills. Oklahoma residents have the highest, $301 a month. Yeah, uh, and let me see if I can find this real quick to follow it up. There was a story that I had here. Let's see, there's uh, Denver, ABC's. Okay, um, there's something about Biden there. There was a story that I had here about the president putting the squeeze on energy. And if I can find that, here we go. Biden says natural gas phase out is, well, the next thing he wants to do, which would be a looming, a looming disaster for those of you who like to heat with things like propane, which is a good, clean source of energy. And it's right in our backyard. Story says the Biden administration is casting its plan to phase out the use of natural gas in federal buildings. Remember that one I told you about last week, which is baloney, according to the Free Beacon. That you cannot, I mean, if, if you're not going to heat some of these buildings with natural gas, exactly what are they supposed to do? And it, well, just phase it out, not a problem at all. Is it really just that easy just to say we're just going to go, what, all electric or something like that? It's not going to happen the way it you think. 814 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. It's Wyoming Travel Network. It's Glenn Woods. Did you just hit the snooze? Really? This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight nineteen is the time. It's wake up my homing. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. Eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Or like a lot of people like to do, they're using the Wake Up Wyoming app, free to download at your app store. 
Easy to do. Just type in Wake Up Wyoming, it pops up. You hit download, boom, done. And you get all sorts of things if you want it, like news alerts. You can listen to old shows, the comedy bits we provide, and else we're here. But also hit the chat button and send me text messages. So my sister, Lake Wills, Florida. Larry's in Casper. Grandpa Rich is in Thermopolis. Rhiannon in Fort Danger. True Dog in Cheyenne. Chet and Yoder. Jim and Laramie. Lee and Laramie. DJ and Gillette. And let's see. Sparky is in Casper. John is in Gillette. I-80 John is in Grand Canyon. And Jim is in Glen Rock. And Mark... For a strong Wyoming is in Centennial. That's just some of the people that are texting me while I'm on the air here talking about things. Okay, so last week, when we knew that this big cold front was coming, I mentioned electric cars. In fact, I think I might have done it yesterday, too. And how electric cars, when it gets to be this cold, they have a problem when it comes to range. It really sucks. Do you really want an electric car, electric vehicle of any kind in Wyoming? Well, a couple of stories I have here. First off, the price of a Ford F-150 electric truck has skyrocketed about $15,000 in one year. Now, everything is up price-wise for vehicles in general. Remember now, you cannot build these vehicles without petroleum products and coal. And then the rare earth mineral problem, well, I've gone through that many times over. Okay, so these are toxic to create, especially because of the rare earth minerals, toxic to dispose of. We've been through all of that. We got a load of this. Cowboy State Daily says it's been nearly four years since Ford Motor Company introduced its all-electric Ford F-150 Lightning pickup. This year, according to Electric Vehicle site, the company has hiked its prices for the base model. It, the base model starts at $56,000, which is $15,000 higher than earlier this year. Now, trust me when I tell you, even before, especially before this whole inflation thing started, but in looking at new vehicles, a lot of people think if you're going to buy a new vehicle, they're going to be really expensive. They don't have to be. You can go ahead and get base model vehicles and save a ton of money or a used vehicle and save a ton of money. But the story here says part of the reason for the jump in price in the vehicle getting more expensive to produce in general. Bloomberg reports earlier this month, rising material components costing for the EV batteries along with inflation have increased the lithium battery prices, biggest jump since 2010, when the research company began tracking markets for EV batteries. Now, this also gets down to, I remember when hybrid star cars first started coming out, there were people that I knew who bought hybrids because it sounded so logical. You have a hybrid, and because you have a cross between an electric engine and a gas-powered engine, you save a lot of gas. And the gas-powered engine charges the electric side, you save a ton of gas. Sounds like you save a lot of money, right? Until you have to replace those batteries. Replacing the batteries is basically like buying a whole new car. And the same thing if you decide you're going to buy one of these all-electric vehicles. It sounds great, you think, until you get your electric bill. And then until you have to start replacing batteries. So, let's see, average price benchmark for both volume and price increased 7% just for the batteries. Despite the high cost of the vehicle... 
Ford says, oh, we expect high demand. I kind of doubt that as people start. I mean, look, people started buying these vehicles because, well, hey, they're being pushed on us with lots of subsidies and all this kind of stuff. So people thinking, great deal, until they get out there. Here's what I mean by this. Pepsi was talking with Tesla about making all-electric semi-trucks for regional deliveries of Pepsi products. Sounds great, right? Oh, by the way, Tesla, the one thing, I, I, there's a lot of things I like about Elon Musk. One thing I don't like is so much of the money that he's made has been off of government subsidies. These electric trucks are heavily subsidized. Well, Pepsi is supposed to be the first company out there. They want 36 Tesla semis, right? Sounds great. Until they started noticing something, the trucks still have a, let me see, they carry a load about 425 miles, and then they start losing charge after that. It's unclear why trucks do only 100 miles per trip with loads of soda. Tesla has clearly stated that the semi-trucks can have a range of 500 miles with a load of 82,000 pounds. Unfortunately, Tesla hasn't released the weight of the truck, and therefore we don't know exactly, but they're not getting 500 miles. And the more they drive the thing, the lower the mileage gets. As it's stated in uh, the article, Tesla's, Tesla's semi-truck battery pack and missing information about Tesla itself, they estimate that about 27,000 pounds currently higher than most diesel trucks, would result in lower load capacity. We, we've talked about something similar to this a while ago. There were some guys who decided to run a test. This was down in Colorado. And so they took two trucks, two pickup trucks. One of them, the same company, makes these two equal pickup trucks, right? But one's all electric, and the other pickup truck is all gasoline. And they decided in Colorado to drive down past Denver, way down to southern Colorado, turn around, come back up. And they're each pulling a trailer like they're going camping somewhere. Same trailer, same weight. And they noticed immediately the electric vehicle got really garbage mileage, not as advertised. As soon as they start to pull something, they just don't have much range. Oh, loads arranged when they're not pulling anything, but put some weight in there, and now they get lousy range. I even told you about some people in California who they did buy an electric pickup truck, and then, of all things, they were going to go from California to um, well, Chicago, I think it was, where they were going to pick up a, let's see, what kind of um, Mustang... I forget, some classic Mustang, some really hot classic Mustang. I forget which model it was. But anyway, so I think it was a Shelby. And so they put the Shelby on the trailer. Then they started driving back to California. And first thing they found was, wow, are we really getting lousy mileage here? Yeah. As soon as you start to pull a load, you don't have the range anymore. So Pepsi is finding out, despite the promises made by Tesla... They have a, a, a pickup a semi-truck that they're supposed to be hauling around sodas around the region, just regional deliveries. As soon as they put a decent load in the back there, 
hey, what happened to the range? And the more they try to pull a load, the worse the range gets. Okay. Well, once again, here's the problem with these electric vehicles. So for the companies out there and the people out there that unfortunately bought into the hype of electric vehicles and bought into things like great range, you don't have to worry about paying gas so your, your, you know, your, your energy cost is going to be low until they get their electric bill. This is going to save you a ton of money. No, it won't. It's going to be really expensive. It's zero emissions. It's a coal-powered car. A lot of people bought into, are still buying into the whole electric car idea because it's the only information that they've had, what they've been fed. But then this is where reality bites them, like it's happening right now with Pepsi. Or those people who had that Shelby that they were trying to deliver back to California. As soon as they got the vehicle and actually started using it in real-world conditions, they started to find out, oh, this isn't working as advertised, is it? No, it's not. And so I do see in the town that I'm here in, in Wyoming, I do see there's a few Teslas driving around town. Not many, but there's a few driving around town. And they're finding out, and they're really going to find out over the next couple of days, how limited the range of those vehicles are really going to be when they get into serious Wyoming wintertime temperatures. This is going to be a real reality bite for these people. Sorry, but sometimes I guess people have to learn the hard way, so here we go. I'm not wishing anything bad on anybody. I'm just saying this is what's coming their way. Coming up on 8.30, look at your weather forecast, comes right after local news. Nice long segment of open phones after that. You can talk about what I'm talking about, change the subject. I'm fine, I'll roll with it. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Let's wake up Wyoming. Soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Hey, 36 the time to wake up Wyoming. I just found us talking to somebody online here. He's a DJ from down the hallway from me. He goes by DJ Nike. I forgot about this. So, Snoop Dogg is going to be in Casper, Wyoming tomorrow night, apparently. Yeah, Snoop Dogg is performing. He's going to get to Wyoming right in the middle of all of that cold and just go, damn. And he's never coming back to Wyoming ever again. I kind of guarantee that. All right, 888 what's the phone number? 888 So, Fort Danger. They find out these EVs aren't worth the... <clears throat> That's what happens to those people who own electric vehicles. They get them and then they find out this isn't as advertised. Now, Blue Eyes and Douglas, I partly agree with you. She says they don't really, these people who buy electric vehicles, they don't really buy them because they're electric, uh, electrically run. They buy them to say, hey, look what I got. It's a status thing, even if you know it doesn't work. Well, also virtue signaling. To me, it's a lot like when I go out and see people walking around wearing face masks in public. 
it's uh, virtue signaling, a lot of it. Now, that's not 100%. There are some people who do buy into those things. I have talked to people who do say, yes, they want an electric truck, and yet they have never heard any of the bad things about those trucks. Ever. Oh, this is pretty good. Uh, Larry in Casper just sent me an animated GIF. It's from the movie Ice Age, and it's the squirrel trying to hide a nut in everything that's frozen out there so he can't bury it. Yeah, that's about what tomorrow's and, and Thursday's going to feel like. Okay, let's go to Stanford University. Well, you got to talk about certain universities in that tone of voice. Harvard, Yale, you know, things like that. All right. Stanford University published an index of harmful language that it plans to eliminate from the school's website and computer code, offering terms to be used in replacement. Okay, here we go. Elimination of harmful language uh, may be multi-phased over a period of time, according to the guide. They said the goal is eliminate to, to eliminate many harmful language, including racist and violent and disability bias, ethnic bias, ethnic slurs, gender bias, and et cetera, et cetera. And some of the things that are in here, you will be a little surprised. Ten harmful language sections. Once they go, once they start heading down this road with this, it is a deep, dark rabbit hole. Let's see. Colonialism, culturally appropriate, gender biased, uh, first person, violent. Yeah, okay. Among the words the university urges people to avoid is the term American. Yeah. Yeah. People are instead asked to use U.S. citizen because American typically refers to people from the United States only. Uh, thereby institute or insinuating that the U.S. is the most important country in the Americas. The Americas, the index notes, comprises 42 different countries. Okay, but we are the United States of America. Yeah, I. this is where you start to overthink things and you give yourself a brain tumor. Other items deemed harmful in this section include abort. They want to use cancel or end because of the moral implications and concerns about abortion. Child prostitute is replaced with child who has been trafficked. So a person is not defined as a prostitute. Uh, Karen is replaced with demanding or entitled white woman. Hold on. Hang on. Stop right there. A Karen does not have to be a white woman. But still, Karen is replayed. No, demanding or entitled. Well, because there's women out there named Karen, and they get really offended by this. Under the ableist section, let's see. Uh, accessible parking instead of handicap parking. Died by suicide instead of committed suicide. And let me see. Uh, anonymous review instead of blind review. Also, people should be unenlightened as a replacement for tone deaf and a person with a substance abuse disorder they're looking for a replacement for addict again this is what happens when you sit around overthinking every little thing instead 
of actually doing something productive with your life. The index does not include an alternative for brave under culturally appropriate categories, but rather cautions against using the word at all. No, you can't be brave. The section also asks that people use a person's name instead of chief or Pocahontas. In the gender bias section, pronouns should be used instead of preferred pronouns because preferred suggests... Yeah, don't don't say that people are using pronouns, uh, preferred pronouns, because non-binary gender identity is a choice and a preference. Institutionalized racism, let's see, words like uh, black hat, black mark, black sheep have negative connotations on black altogether. Oh, by the way, Black Friday. Yeah. The index also advises using language with violent terms such as beating a dead horse, pull the trigger, trigger warning. See, I told you, I told you, using trigger warning is a trigger warning. I remember saying that a long time ago because the word trigger is involved in it. Guns and stuff. Killing two birds with one stone. Oh, that's so violent, killing two birds with one stone. I mean, just the imagery alone is going to trigger people. Oh, I can't say trigger people because that's triggering. Many of the terms in the index often, well, longer alternatives. And, and that's, I think, part of the problem. In other words, you can't say someone is an immigrant or an illegal immigrant. A person who has who has immigrated, not a prisoner, a person who was in, is incarcerated, uh, incarcerated, a, a not homeless. Don't say this is a homeless person. It's a person without housing. And here, a big part of the problem here. There's a lot of problems with all of this, but a big part of the problem here also is, then you have to say all of these long phrases to try to explain yourself rather than just using one word and being efficient about it. All right. Now, again, these are people who sit around all day long thinking about things like this. I'm not impressed. Obviously, I'm not impressed. You can listen to me and sound like, by the tone of my voice, I'm not impressed, right? Instead, what I prefer is to do something productive with my life. Now, I know, I know you're thinking, now, Glenn, if you want to do something productive with your life, then why did you become a talk show host? I get it. I know exactly what you're saying. This is not productive at all. However, I am more impressed with people who actually do productive things with their lives rather than sitting around thinking of this garbage all day long. 845, wake up, Wyoming. With Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Join the show at 888-97-WOODS. Eight forty-eight. The time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Gambino sitting by. Okay, Frank. Yeah. Confession time here. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll confess. Yeah, we have a couple of cold days. Obviously, things are going to be real miserable. You can't go outside, so you're going to be stuck inside. Do you use that time productively, or do you catch up on your TV watching? Well, you know what? Like we'll, we'll use tomorrow as an example, like right. in Casper. You know, you know, Snoop Dogg will be here tomorrow. Right. And Snoop Dogg's going to be going, way, holy, holy yeah. sizzle chest there. Yeah, I'm saying so he's never coming I can, back. I can, I can get from point A to point B 
at about zero degrees. Now, sure. if it's 37,000 million degrees below zero on Thursday, yeah. Yeah. I ain't going nowhere. Okay. So now, I, may, I may read a little bit, watch sure. TV, take okay. a nap. I see. So out. in other words, not a whole lot productive. You take it as a day to go, I, I'm i just going to go ahead and, and goof off and catch up on rest. Right. If I'll, I'll work the, the minimum and try to be yeah. somewhat productive at home. Okay. Kind of. Kind of, sure. Yeah. That would involve pulling the covers up over your neck. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's basically it. Okay. And looking out the window going, I'm not going out. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I do get curious. I've done this a few times. You ever step out with a hot cup of water and thrown it in the air? Well, I was waiting for you guys to do that. Oh, okay. Well, we can certainly do that tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I'll, because I'll that, that's, a, that's a Miss Marion thing, and, yes. you know, I'm, I'm not going out there. You but but not tomorrow, but do it Thursday when it's really oh, yeah. cold. For those who never tried that, just take a cup of water and warm it up in the microwave till it's about, it's like at the boiling point. Step outside and throw it into the air, and it just turns into steam and snow. Okay. And Instant. Instantly. Yeah. So I like science experiments like that. And then I do actually get productive one because there's all these things. I, oh, I've been meaning to get to this. I'm meaning to get to that. Since I'm not going anywhere, I might as well get to all of these things. I mean, you can build an ice skating rink in your backyard. Yeah, sure. This is like a snow day without the snow. Right. Essentially. A little snow the does come is, in with this. But. We still have to function. Even yes. though it's cold. I mean, sure. look, at, look, at, look at Santa Claus. Sure. I'm he functions yeah. all year round. Well, especially it's, it's when cool he's flying at those cool. high altitudes. It's like this. It, that's what it is up there. Negative something. I'm convinced Snoop Dogg is never coming back. I'm convinced Snoop Dogg's going to be cold. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's going to get off his airplane or however yeah. he arrives. <laughs> be like, what? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, where he's getting off the plane, they, they're they not going to have one of those tunnels for him to walk through. He's going to have to step outside. Then he's going to get to the event center, and he's going to have to step, step outside. outside again. He's never coming back. We'll see. Former Major League Baseball player and Casper native Tom Browning has passed away at the age of 62. He was found at his home in Union, Kentucky, unresponsive. Browning grew up in Casper, played youth baseball in town before going to college, the minor league baseball, and ultimately the major leagues. He was a ninth-round draft pick by the Cincinnati Reds as a pitcher, and he, his claim to fame is he threw a perfect game in 1988 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. Also won a World Series game back in 1990 for the Reds, made the All-Star game in 1991, also broke his arm pitching in the late 1990s. 90s. That was just a brutal thing to watch. Browning was 128 and 88 and 11 seasons for the Reds and made more than a few appearances in Casper after his retirement. Boy, he was a character, that's for sure. He famously remembered by going to the rooftop seats outside Wrigley Field in Chicago in his uniform just to hang out with the fans. High school basketball, the Natrona girls are in Las Vegas for a tournament. They beat Castle Rock, Colorado yesterday 37-30. to They'll play West Jordan, Utah later this afternoon. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women rated 10th in the country, lost for the first time this year. 61-39 to third-rated Southern Idaho in a tournament in Las Vegas. T-Bird shot just 32% from the field and went 2 of 16 from the three-point line. They'll play Utah State Eastern today in Vegas. In women's college basketball, the Division I level, the Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road at Wichita State tonight. Cowgirls are 6-4 and four after a sloppy performance against Nebraska, losing 66-39. UW had 21 turnovers in the game, and they scored just five points in the fourth quarter. Wichita State will come into tonight's contest at 9-2. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be in Phoenix tomorrow to take on St. Mary's. The folks are coming off a less-than-stellar effort in Chicago, losing to Dayton on Saturday, 66-49. Just a poor offensive effort, to say the least, and the Cowboys are a pedestrian 5-6 and six on the year. That is a 6-30 start tomorrow from Arizona. And in the National, National Hockey League, the Colorado Avalanche improved the 17-10 and 
2 with a 1-0 shootout win over the New York Islanders. Evan Rodriguez with a lone goal for the Avs, who will host the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow in Denver. That's the sports. Okay, so Montreal... Can, so okay. Now, Montreal has no problem being in yeah. the cold. I'm Not blaming zero. them because they brought all the cold down. No, no, no. no, you, no? You, you, the Canadians are just the, the middlemen. This comes from the Soviet Union. Oh, does it comes from all the way in the Soviet Union? And okay. then they just so. pass us through Alaska, but, and then the Canadians say, "You know what? We're we've had it for a while. We're just going to dish it off to somebody else." Even though the Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore, they still are producing cold air. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have to blame Russia for all of this, yes. not the Canadians. Yeah, or whatever you want to call. It. Okay. Because I mean, we, we could, we're we're easy to blame because okay. we're, we're on the bottom end here. Yeah. This Canadian team goes all the way down to Denver, and the cold comes with them. Pretty much. Okay, so Pretty you much. see who I'm blaming here. You can blame Montreal, I guess. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm I'm doing. blaming the Russians. All right. Thank you, Frank. Yep. <laughs> Coming up on some local business at wherever he wants to play it. Some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Open phones, 888-97, Woods, Wake Up, Wyoming. Six to time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. Triple eight ninety seven Woods is the phone number. That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. Fine by me. Trigger warning. Warning. Your host for this radio show occasionally utters offensive words like Merry Christmas. Some callers to this show might return the greeting. All opinions are welcome on Wake Up Wyoming, but woke holiday buzzkills will be canceled. In the same way, they are trying to cancel everyone else's good vibes. To our Jewish friends, happy Hanukkah. And to the atheists out there, may the Big Bang be with you. And if none of that holiday jazz really floats your boat, remember, best of us is for the rest of us. Triple Eight Ninety Seven Woods is the phone number. Oh, and let's not forget uh, the media, the news media out there wants to wish you a happy uh, whatever. They're afraid to offend you. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me the press is not our enemy. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me no one killed Epstein. Quid pro quo was there. We need to ban guns, and the press is not our enemy. In the years since last Christmas, the media told me Trump worked with Russians, Erica's a victim, Carson King's a racist, Nazis are rampant, Liz is a native, bigots beat up Jussie, these kids need doxing, no one killed Epstein. Quid pro quo was there, Eric didn't fart, we need Two bad guns, and the press is not 
is it you're supposed to believe, or you're just a tin-hatted or something like that anyway? Okay, so, hey, Colorado, you're up on the next maybe a couple of stories. First off, headline here says, Super leftist villain, Colorado school board candidate, praises equality and equity for a council that is completely white. Okay. Colorado Springs teacher and school board candidate claimed critical race theory is not a threat. I Why I wouldn't be voting for this person, but okay. Teachers running for school board praises the lack of diversity on a local... Union Equity Council, which he observed it was comprised entirely of white people. Fifth grade teacher is a self-identified super leftist villain. That's what she calls herself. She has a t-shirt that says that, as a matter of fact. By the way, you take a look at, uh, there's some pictures of her here, and she's got those wild eyes that should freak you out. Okay, anyway. Praises herself as a super leftist villain. A villain. She announced a run for school board. On a TikTok, she praised the lack of diversity on the council. She said, I looked around and it's just white women. And at first I was like, really? But then I was encouraged. And I started thinking about it. It has to be those straight white women who are out there standing up for those other groups. Yeah. So in other words... She will find a way in her warped mind to twist. It doesn't matter. It will work no matter what. She's just got to find to twist it. And she, again, you got to see those wild eyes. Obviously, her brain is capable of twisting itself into pretzels. Morning, Micah. Good morning. Yes. Well, I was listening to you talking about the electric vehicles earlier. Uh-huh. And how the electric ones can't pull as much weight efficiently as, you know, like the diesel and the gasoline and everything. So what's going to happen when all of these people in our snowstorms are stuck or the big trucks all of a sudden collapse and they have to be towed? Right. Or something happens to a rail car and it has to be towed? Yeah. I mean, isn't this going to just add more problems. Uh, it does, but now think about it. Who's going to I'm going to look at the bright side. I'm looking for the silver lining. Those people uh-huh. out there with diesel-powered vehicles can make a lot of money and have fun picking on these people at the same time by getting them unstuck. That's true. But yeah. what if we then do away with diesels and we are stuck with okay. nothing yeah. if we, except for a bunch of stuck cars? Yeah, and and that's what the what Biden wants to do and a lot of leftists. We're going to get rid of all of these uh, yep fossil fuel vehicles and go to a different fossil fuel vehicle, electric. So, yeah, this is yeah. not going to work well. And, no, we're all going to get stuck on days like tomorrow and the next day. And then even for our emergency vehicles, yeah, I mean, if all of a sudden their batteries start running low uh-huh. or whatever, you know, they're going to get halfway to their destination, especially out here in Wyoming right. where you've got so much open space. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just see... An officer or an ambulance getting halfway there, and then they just run out. <laughs> My prediction is that it fails before we ever get to that point. Yeah. And since we don't have a whole bunch of electrical outlets yet, right? and for the time that it takes to recharge these things, mm-hmm. I mean, you can have entire fleets just totally at a standstill. Uh, yep. Yeah. But now in order to get all of these vehicles charged, it would be good for the coal industry. So, again, I'm looking for the bright side. 
They're not going to power yeah, these things. You're assuming that the coal industry is still going to be. Yeah, see, they're not going to power <laughs> these things with wind turbines. So what are they going to do? Uh, yeah. Get out those dogs <laughs> and the sleds again. <laughs> I wonder if these people get a headache trying to figure all this stuff out. Or that it, do they just no, go into denial? Maybe I th- this will be the return of manual labor. <gasps> wow. See, now that's you looking for the bright side. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Look at all those people that we can put back to work. And, yep. you know, so a few get frozen here and there, but in the big scheme of things, right? Sometimes you got to I mean, let it crash. That is. In order to teach, <laughs> you had kids. In order to teach a lesson, sometimes you got to let them crash. All right, thank you, Micah. Micah's calling in from Cheyenne. So, no, sometimes you have to let people just do it the hard way, let them fail, and then they begin to understand, you know, why we were criticizing them all along. You've had kids. You cannot convince them sometimes. So the best thing to do is let them fail. Patrick, morning. Morning, uh, Glenn. Yes, Oh, I had a point and a counterpoint about uh, global warming. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel that uh, if the Earth was warming, that uh, the shorelines would recede, right? Because the ocean would evaporate and 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 it would rain out on the land, and it, there wouldn't be a drought. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, that has been something that I was reading a while back that as temperatures warm up, we get more thunderstorms out of that, which ends drought, which I've been saying for a while, Patrick, you actually want more CO2 and global warming. And the two don't go together. CO2 is not causing global warming. But it would be nice if we had them both at the same time because more CO2 is more plant life. A warmer planet is more rain showers. We get a greener Earth. Yeah. And Elon Musk, by the way, is uh, solving the infant uh, deficit in the population. Okay. He is uh, constructing a a infant incubator factory, such as the one in the Matrix. Oh, okay. Where <laughs> women who have had their uteruses removed can oh yeah, I read about grow that. their own yeah infant and select hair and eye color and all Mm -hmm. these various yeah i'm glad i'll be dead before those things ever come around all right patrick thanks for calling in patrick from minnesota let's wake up wyoming we do with the wake up wyoming app free download android this is k2 radio To prove that this program has got some class and culture, I found a poem for you. Roses are red. Bacon is also red. Poems are hard. Bacon. I, John, and Granite Canyon. Is it Glenn? The mobile welder is a big generator. There's a lot of money to be made in charging electric vehicles stuck on the road. On, yeah. On that note, here's Ace and Laramie. Morning, Ace. Hey, good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. Uh, you know what I'm supposed 
before. I was in the, the fray with uh, the wind turbine. I was yeah. trying to get him back. But uh, I own a small mom and pop a towing company. And we tow a lot of electric vehicles. Really? The biggest problem with electric vehicles, there's no place to hook a tow hook on them when you tow them. <laughs> I'd never thought uh, about that. You would think that'd be one thing in the basic design. There, it needs to be. Uh, it is so hard to find a, a place to hook on on the electric vehicles to get them up on the truck. What happens is, uh, let's say you go from uh, Cheyenne to Rollins. A lot of hills in there. And the other thing people don't realize is when it gets cold out, you instantly lose about 50% of your battery life. So between up and down the hills, every time you go up a hill, that's really pushing that battery. Then cold weather. Tomorrow, electric vehicle drivers ought to just keep those things at home and just not even try, unless they're going maybe to the grocery store and back. So you tow them. Where do you tow them to? Uh, We tow them to charging station. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I have a friend out in California. She has one. Uh, between 9 and 10 o'clock at night, she leaves her home. She drives for 45 minutes to her charging station, and she sits there for an hour and a half to charge her vehicle, <laughs> and then she drives back home. Oh, God. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, the biggest, one of the huge problems with these electric vehicles, Glenn, there's yeah. no place to put a tow hook. They need to put... A, a big tow hook on them. Okay. And, yeah. uh, also, I've seen a, a picture floating around the internet, and it's of an electric vehicle going down the road with a, a generator strapped to the top. Of I've it. seen that one, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's about what you have to do. In fact, I've even seen a guy, he has one of those racks on the back of the vehicle to carry extra stuff. Yeah. That's where he's carrying his generator. I would appreciate it whenever you drag someone over to get a tow somewhere or a charge somewhere. If you can park them like in, was it uh, Wheatland, Wyoming, there's a charging station and about a mile away is a coal fire power plant so they can see where the electricity is coming from. Yes. Uh, You know, another thing, Glenn, is about, you know... 50%, 50%, maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but, but close. When uh, there's been so many times I drop them off at a charging station, an hour later I get a call, I have to go get them again because the the, uh, the charging station isn't functioning. Okay, it's broken. Yeah. that doesn't surprise me either. I have a theory about that. There's a Lee who calls. He's from KC, and the state was trying to get him to put up charging stations and he looked at the cost of it they were going to help subsidize to build the thing but it would be his responsibility after now if that charging station is not making a profit or breaking even breaking even is also a loss then what's his incentive to repair it when it breaks down i uh you know i i have to agree with you glenn so uh there you got my two cents, old All right. man. Okay. Thank you, Ace. I appreciate it. I didn't know that you couldn't find a place to hook your toe on that. But, okay, think about that. Um, if you go ahead and, you know, 
put up a charging station because the government subsidized you to put up a charging station. So you went ahead and put one up. And you're a businessman, right? And then as time goes on, the thing starts to need repair. Now, if you're breaking even, and as a businessman, if you're, if you're someone who's in business, you understand that breaking even is still a loss. You need to be making a profit. Or if you're losing money outright, then why would you want to repair the charging station? You repair it, you're losing money again. Might as well just let it fall apart, not do anything. Now it just sits there idle. At least you're not losing money. That's been my prediction all along, whereas the state of Wyoming makes the mistake of taking money from the federal government and encouraging people, YDOT is handing out, trying to hand out these money, encouraging people to put up charging stations around the state. But this is the problem that we're going to wind up with. You're going to have all of these idle and even broken down charging stations. So first off, as Ace just told us, there's no place to put the hook. Maybe that's something Tesla and these other companies are going to have to figure out. What do you hook it on to tow the thing, right? Well, a lot of these tow trucks these days have a flatbed on top. They bring it up to the top. There's different ways to do this. But that's you're talking to someone who has a towing company, so he knows what he's talking about. He's having problems with that. Maybe they fix that. But then they get to a charging station, and the charging station is not charging their vehicle. Now what? This is what I mean by there's plenty of people out there who are going to buy into these electric vehicles, thinking they've done something really great, something really smart, and then they're going to have to start dealing with these electric vehicles. And when it comes time to get rid of them, over time, fewer and fewer people are going to want them. So what's the trade-in value on something that nobody wants? That's the problem that we're going to wind up with then. There are pictures I've seen in Europe of fields, just like we have fields of, and it always breaks my heart to say this, but fields of old automobiles where somebody is running a parts store, you know, and they're out there in the field being stripped for parts and so on. Well, there are, in Europe, different countries, fields of electric vehicles. A lot of their electric vehicles are much smaller than ours, right? It's a good idea to have a small vehicle in Europe because a lot of the streets are a lot smaller and so on. When the thing finally runs out of battery power, it makes more sense just to not buy another one. Even if they want another electric vehicle, it makes more sense just to take that electric vehicle and go push it into a field somewhere and get a new electric vehicle rather than trying to replace the batteries. But a lot of times these people just go back to the internal combustion engine because the electric vehicle did not work out the way that they were promised it was going to work out. Coming up on some local news that we have to talk about right after news, it's an update on your weather forecast. That is important with what's coming our way over the next couple of days. And you and I get back into it more open phones. 888 woods that's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Wake up, Wyoming. Your chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. 
736 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Hey, I got something good for you. First off, your favorite song. Oh, I like guns. I like the way they look. I like the shiny steel and the polished wood. I don't care if they're big or small. They're for sale. Hell, I want them all. I like guns. I like guns. I like guns. A federal judge has blocked the state of California from enforcing gun control schemes. That was modeled after the controversial Texas abortion law. A gun control scheme modeled after an abortion law. Delivered by Democrat Governor Gavin Newsom. U.S. District... I'm still trying to figure out how is a gun control after the abortion law... Okay, never mind. So the judge in California issued a permanent injunction Monday against free-shifting provisions from the state's gun law, which empowers private citizens to bring lawsuits against manufacturers of guns, illegal guns especially, declaring it unconstitutional. Quote, it's cynical, it's an abomination, it's outrageous and objectionable. There's no dispute that it raises serious constitutional questions, says the governor. Well, guess what? Okay, the Texas measure making abortions illegal after a fetal heartbeat can be detected during primaries. Okay, they, they twist themselves into pretzels to figure that out. But the idea that you can sue gun manufacturers, especially if the gun is illegal in some way, that they've declared it to be illegal. So you can go ahead and sue the manufacturer. Do you sue the baseball manufacturer, a baseball bat manufacturer, for when someone's beaten with a baseball bat? Do you sue the knife manufacturer for when someone's stabbed? Right. We can go through the whole list. Someone strangled with an electrical cord. Do you sue the electrical cord manufacturer? Of course not. Of course you don't. A couple of other stories I was trying to get to today. So one qu- I think this is a great question. What will it cost to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve after Biden has drained it? Story says Energy Department will start an initial request for 3 million barrels, asking companies for the barrels to be delivered in February. Biden administration is planning to begin refilling the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, a senior administration official said on Friday, making it the end of a massive supply release. Biden said he had ordered the Energy Department to begin releases from the reserve to, well, bring down gas prices and so on. So now he's going to try to refill that. This is really going to disturb his base. It really is. Because he promised them no drilling. Well, let's see here now. If I can go back and find... A lot of you guys have already heard this, but let me see if I can get up to... There's Biden and Biden on energy. Aha. Okay, so the president said... Would there be any place for fossil fuels, including coal and fracking... In the Biden administration? No, it would be, we, would, we would work it out. We would make sure it's eliminated. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. I guarantee we're going to end fossil fuel. What about, say, stopping fracking and stopping yeah. new pipeline infrastructure? Yeah. And, exactly. and no more, no new fracking. We are going to get rid of fossil fuels. I've argued against any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands. No one's going to build a coal-fired plant again, and we're going to get rid of the ones we have now. Have a transition from the oil industry, yes. Would you be willing to sacrifice some of that growth 
even knowing potentially that it could displace thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of blue-collar workers in the interest of transitioning to that greener economy? The answer is yes. And recently he said no more drilling at a rally in front of uh, New York, I think it was, in front of a bunch of his supporters, if you can call them that. He really didn't have much in the way of supporters, but at least they're Democrats. So he has to say something to them. No more drilling. Well, okay, but you're going to refill the strategic energy reserve, you say. Well, wouldn't that involve more drilling? And then I wonder, refill it from where exactly? Is he going to end up asking for that oil from other countries? Or is he going to turn to American companies here in America? There's American companies overseas. But I mean the American companies in America and say to them, hey, let's refill the strategic oil reserve. And I still have the question of, why did you do it that way at all? I mean, if we needed more oil, and especially more oil refined, then why not just do that? Why drain the reserve when we have oil companies ready to go right here in the United States? And we can also build more refineries, too. It was all here, ready to go. But instead, he does this long, complicated process and drains a reserve and asks for oil from foreign countries. 9.42 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS. Forty-seven. The time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box. Frank Cambino's waiting by. So, Frank, while I was waiting for you to walk into the studio here, I started looking at one of my favorite things to look at, which is just weird street signs. Weird street signs, yeah. and they're everywhere. Oh, they are. Okay. So, for example, if you're, I don't know what country this. It might be Australia. You know, you normally you see like deer crossing. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, camel crossing, kangaroo crossing, mm-hmm. and they have all sorts of other animals I can't even identify. But apparently, the silhouette, monkey crossing, monkeys, yeah, yeah. snakes, okay. scorpions. Uh, let me see. What, what, what do they call those dog things um, oh, in Australia? Uh, dingoes. Dingoes, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a picture of not just falling rock, but there's a cow falling off the top because up top uh, on the hill up there, there's a, a ranch. So yeah. Falling cows, apparently, is a thing there. Okay, I didn't know cows could fall. Uh, well, if they're up above grazing, yeah. And just, just tumble right yeah. down. Now, this hill. is a real sign. Caution, heavy pedestrian traffic, and there's a silhouette of a fat guy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, um, let me see. Armadillo crossing, Yeah, that's a good one here. Asteroid crossing. I don't know who thought of that, but okay. Just in case one hits you yes. somewhere yeah. in Arizona. Penguin crossing. Just in case one passes by you right, yeah. from Antarctica. Uh, slow down, only you can prevent speed bumps. Okay, that's a pretty good one. I like that. Let me see. Uh, there's no, I don't think, okay. Caution, no. you. Mashed potatoes are not your head buckle up. Okay. That's just basically a buckle up song. Just buckle up. You don't want your head to be mashed potatoes. Oh, God. Okay. Uh, Caution camels and other beasts. And other beasts. Yeah. In Arabia. Yeah. Oh, uh, slow down, and then there's a picture of a tarantula. 
Yeah, I would slow down for that. Yeah. Take, at least take a picture. Correctional facility, do you not picture, pick up hitchhikers? I've seen that one. Yeah. And, and that that's legit. Yeah, that is a, yeah, yeah. See. Oh, here's one for pedestrians, although I don't think any pedestrian would ever see this. Pay attention while walking, and it shows a silhouette of a guy looking at his cell phone while walking. Right. But he's not going to see the sign. No, because he's looking at his cell phone. Exactly, right. Oh, here's one. Caution elderly people. <laughs> and you know what? You need to exercise a little caution when you're hanging uh, out with them. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, let's see. Fork in road. You've seen that one. Mm -hmm, yeah. uh, road. Road ends in water. Yes. I've never seen that one. I've seen a freeway ends, but never a road ends in water. Well, it's pretty self-explanatory, don't you think? Yeah, I think it is, but I've never seen one no. like that before. Okay. Let me see. Street Street, the name of the street is Street Street. The name of the street is Street Street. Street. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, oh, I like this one. This And this is a legit sign. Absolutely nothing next 72 miles. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's something that we need somewhere here in the state of Wyoming. Because I think there's quite a few roads we could put that on. I'm sure, oh, yeah. yeah. All, all over yeah, the place. All over the damn All over the place. Well, former Major League Baseball player and Casper native Tom Browning has passed away at the age of 62. He was found at his home in Union, Kentucky, unresponsive. Browning grew up in Casper and played youth baseball in town before going to college, then minor league baseball, and ultimately the major leagues. He was a ninth-round draft pick by the Cincinnati Reds as a pitcher. His claim to fame is that he threw a perfect game in 1988 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. He won a World Series game in 1990 for the Reds, made the All-Star game in 1991, also broke his arm pitching in the late 1990s, which was a really frightening incident to watch. Browning was 128 and 88 in 11 seasons for the Reds and made him more than a few appearances in Casper after his retirement. He certainly was a character, also famously remembered by going to the rooftop seats outside Wrigley Field in Chicago in his uniform just to hang out with the fans. High school basketball, the Natrona girls team, they're over in Vegas for a tournament. Now, yesterday they started to play with a 37-30 win over Castle Rock, Colorado. They'll play West Jordan, Utah later on this afternoon. In Juco basketball, the Casper College women rated 10th in the country, lost for the first time this year. They're 61-39 to third-rated Southern Idaho at a tournament in Vegas. T-Bird shot just 32% from the field and went 2 of 16 from the three-point line. They'll play Utah State Eastern today in Vegas. In women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls with a roadie at Wichita State tonight. The Cowgirls are Six and four after a relatively sloppy performance against Nebraska on Sunday, losing 66-39. UW had 21 turnovers in the game. They scored just five points in the fourth quarter. Wichita State is nine and two on the year. Wyoming Cowboy basketball team will be in Phoenix tomorrow to take on St. Mary's. The folks are coming off a less than stellar effort in Chicago. They lost to Dayton 66 to 49. Just a poor offensive effort to say the least. The Cowboys are a pedestrian five and six, and they are that is a 6:30 start tomorrow from Arizona in the National Hockey League. The Colorado Avalanche improved the 17-10-2 with a 1-0 shootout win over the New York Islanders. Evan Rodriguez with the lone goal for the Avs. They will host the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow down in Denver. That's it, sports. Okay, I'll go ahead and take a look at uh, tomorrow's weather, and I'm going to do this hourly here to take a look at it. So you usually get here, what, 5.30? Yeah, about 5.30-ish, about yeah. yeah. So tomorrow at 5.30, it's going to be about zero, give or take. Okay, see, there is 6 p.m. We're still in the 20s tonight. Let's hit the next 12 hours here. Okay, 1 a.m., we're still in the 20s. We're doing pretty good. 7 a.m. 
it shows we're still in the 20s. That's good. It doesn't start to hit us until about 8 o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. And then the temperatures drop quite a bit. Now, it's in Casper area. Those people north of us, yeah, you're already in trouble. It's Thursday today. I'm freaking out about While we're at work. So, in other words, we get to get up tomorrow morning where we are around the Casper area. And it was like this morning when we came to work. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was right. But then Thursday, it's really going to suck. Going home from work is going to suck. All hell will break loose in a, in a, in a frigid snow and frigid Igloo. and so on and so on. Right. Environment. Right. Hell will freeze over. It's, it, it, well, yeah. It, it, will, it will on Thursday. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Wake up, Wyoming.